0: The Capital Weekly Podcast is supported by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Funding for the Capital Weekly Podcast is provided by the California Endowment and by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian
1: Nations. Uh, greetings, and welcome to Capital Weekly's podcast. I have with us today Anthony Wright, the Executive Director of Health A- Access, which advocates for quality health care services, the expanded thereof, right? Mm-hmm. And Tim Foster, Capital Weekly. And Hello. And California. Hi, Tim. Hi, Anthony. Uh, Great to be here. Anthony, I wanted to talk to you today about uh, what's going on at the federal mm-hmm. uh, with the Trump administration right now. I saw that executive order that he signed. It seemed, to me, it seemed awfully vague. It seemed like it was... Asking the states or telling the states they can save money wherever they can, uh, do what you need to save money, but it didn't get into specifics. that I saw do you have a what's your take on it? Uh, the uh, and we're talking the, about healthcare. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so first of all, thank you for having me on. I think um, the the president in his first day in office did sign an Obamacare executive order uh, as he promised, uh, and it, it is either insignificant or very significant, and the answer is probably both. That at one level, it doesn't actually do anything, so there's not a uh, concrete action that comes out of that executive order. However, it does authorize the agencies to go ahead and start seeing if they can dismantle key parts of the Affordable Care Act. If those agencies do follow through on the authorization that is provided, it could have uh, immediate... Uh, d- d- r- effects through the healthcare mm-hmm. system. So, for example, if they are saying we're going to encourage people not to, uh, d- 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 we're going to b- provide blanket exemptions to the individual requirement to, to purchase health coverage, yeah. then uh, I think maybe some will take, folks up on that offer and drop their coverage, what I think will be assured is that insurers will be very skittish about what next year's uh, open enrollment will look like, what next year's enrollment of and the mix of healthy and sick people will look like, and as a result will price their premiums accordingly. And so if the, the HHS goes ahead on that path, then you could see a you could very well see a spike in, in premiums in 2018 over and above what what normal medical inflation trends would provide for. But, but the and whip so, hand
1: the whip hand is the money, right? I mean, the feds have the money, so to the extent there's subsidies, to the extent there's money flowing from the feds to California. Uh, do this or you lose money I mean is that, that
2: would take congressional action that okay. would do, but I think that there's a lot you can do administratively to really create uncertainty in the insurance market which would then lead to, to, to higher rates in 2018 and beyond so first one of our messages for people is to sign up for for coverage mm-hmm. uh, uh, lock in your rate for 2017 covered California's open enrollment. Uh, period goes through January 31st. So to lock that in, if you sign up for um one of the good things about the Affordable Care Act and California's implementation is that your rate is guaranteed through the year prior to the Affordable Care Act insurers could raise rates multiple times a year and did. Uh, and wow. and that's not the and that's not the case at this at least at this moment, but this do, uh, does mean that if they are intent on going down this path of repealing the Affordable Care Act without a replacement in place, that could create chaos through the health care system. that could spike premiums in a very significant way. And then one thing that that executive order signifies to me is that it is no longer Obamacare. this is not uh, this is not the way Obama would have implemented the law. It is now trump care. It is now tr- the president. Um, implement, I- implementing the healthcare care system. And so it's now on his responsibility uh, if there are rate hikes, if there are um, problems with access and those types of issues. Yeah. And so, so he has to be careful about that if, um, moving forward.
1: The, um, uh, you know, we talked a little early about um, single-payer universal health care, but just on the cost, just on the magnitude, if people like me who like the idea, and I know there are other supporters who like single-payer Universal health care. If there some idea of the kinds of costs we're talking about, I mean these. Well, let me start with the cost
2: of what we're talking about with regard to the repeal of the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. Uh, the the Affordable Care Act, if repealed, would uh, right now provides coverage to over five million Californians, about four of four point four folks who are benefit from the Medicaid expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, Another 1.3 million who who get coverage through Covered California. Um, In total, that's about 20. We get about 22 billion dollars a year from the Affordable Care Act. If that was repealed without any replacement place, that's a 22 billion dollar hit to California's health care system. Uh, that's a massive amount of money. Um, just the Medicaid expansion alone, which is 17 billion dollars, is more than 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 everything California, the state budget spends on higher education. You see, UC, CSU, etc. Um, it is. Uh, it is. A, it also is just. It's hard to imagine how we would backfill that. Uh, uh, just to give you, a, again, a, another comparison, I, wor- I worked with many others um, very hard on the tobacco tax initiative, Prop 56, which ra- raised the tobacco tax by two bucks. It took us uh, three times to get that done, and it raises $1 billion for Medi-Cal. So it's you So know, we would need to do the equivalent of 22 tobacco taxes in order to uh, just make up the money that we could potentially lose just on the ACA repeal alone. So this is a ma- the the threat of a repeal of the Affordable Care Act, especially one without um, uh, replacement, is uh, is not just major for the five million people who have coverage, but for uh, but for the whole health care system, for the state budget, for for people who don't necessarily uh, have di- direct subsidies from the yeah. Affordable Care Act. I mean, one example is if you are. In Covered California, for example, you um, even if you don't have a subsidy, if you are in a situation where uh, 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 you know hundreds of thousands of people drop coverage because it's no longer affordable. I mean, the, the people who do, do get subsidies in the Affordable Care Act because they're they're lower lower moderate income, on average, they get a subsidy of three hundred nine dollars a month to be able to help for, for their coverage. Uh, uh, 1.2 million people get that uh, that that subsidy. But even if you're not part of that category, if there's now uh, a million people who no longer can afford coverage and who drop their coverage, yeah. then the rest of us are left in a smaller and sicker insurance pool. And by definition, that means that, uh, that rates will go – will spike. In fact, the Congressional Budget Office suggested that they would double. Um, so,
1: <clears throat> what, are, what are some? I mean, so, no, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Well, I was just wondering what I I, I I read from time to time. You know that French healthcare is really good on the UN ranking. It's like sixth or seventh. But Germany is really. What What are some of the European nations doing that we aren't? I mean, why can't we do that here? I, th- I, I mean, is that a political will question or is that? Uh, I mean, we all want to be healthy, and you know. The, I think that. I think there's a
2: couple of different aspects to your to your question, but I think clearly, the question of having a uni, a full a universal system, and which is I, I was try, try, I wanted to get to sort of what was at risk here. I do think that if we can get uh, preserve these key elements of the Affordable Care Act, that would be a very important platform for continued progress toward a universal system, uh, whether uh, uh, in and you're right that in most – all industrialized countries have some form of universal care system. There are different models in different ways yeah, in sure. France and Germany and Great Britain and Canada, but uh, but universality is part of it. We in California were actually t- taking steps toward that. We The Affordable Care Act had – uh, cut the uh, our uninsured rate in in by more than half. We had about seven million uninsured. Now we're lo- lo- less than three million uninsured. Wow. We were we were uh, taking additional steps last year. We expanded coverage to all children regardless of immigration status. Uh, th- uh, um, with a, an additional expansion, additional expansion for children, uh, we were taking another steps. We were co-chairs uh, with uh, of the Health for All campaign to take additional steps toward toward the goal of universality, and uh, and however, the Urban Institute uh, and others have projected that if the Affordable Care Act was to be repealed, not only would we we would actually go backwards, not. Not even just to the six or seven million that we had prior to ACA, but actually to over eight million uninsured because of the sort of, uh, of the domino effect that would be caused by the instability in the insurance markets and and some of the other pieces mm-hmm. but uh I think we, uh, you know and to the that that 's why you know we we support we have supported over our history. Um, important reforms to expand coverage, whether they be uh, employer mandates, single payer, or, 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 uh, um, the Affordable Care Act. Obviously, the all of these efforts, we think California should take should move forward with regard to those efforts. But we really need to first see, uh, first engage the federal fight because that's what is at stake right now. Um, it's it's tens of billions of dollars that could go to uh, – are at stake in terms of – from a, just a money point of view, coverage for 5 million Californians is what's, what's at stake, but it also is the platform, uh, the framework and the financing that w- we either have or don't to take then additional steps, whether it be single payer or an Obamacare lookalike or employer mandate or anything else. The If we don't have that, then – what we're really doing is, is just ameliorating how many more people will become uninsured.
0: Now, are you seeing any signals about what Congress is actually going to do? I mean, there are a lot of options on how they can handle this, as you pointed out. And I know that there are some senators who are balking at, at just repealing without a replacement. Um, from your place, are you seeing anything going on back there? that you, you have maybe a guess on what is actually going to have what the most likely... Scenario is,
2: <laughs> I mean, the most likely scenario is one of the the worst for California, which is they uh, they originally actually wanted to have a repeal of the Affordable Care Act on on day one on inauguration day. Um, they've moved that, that back to February twentieth, and that's still the most likely scenario. Although I think that that's slipping uh, uh, because there have been some pushback from senators, governors. Uh, insurance commissioners, uh, others, with regard to, uh, you know, really, we're going to cut, cut, off, cut off coverage, even if it's delayed, we're going to cut off coverage for... You know, thirty mil, twenty, thirty million Americans without any replacement in place. You know, Stephen Colbert had the had a joke that that's like jumping out of the, the the airplane and knitting the parachute on the way down. Like that's, uh, you know, it, there's something insane about that. Uh, and I think well,
0: pe- particularly when you want to get reelected in a few years, that's you know, even right. if you think that this is an idea you back, just looking at the repercussions, political repercussions of throwing thirty million people off health care seems like would be. Something they would at least pay attention to, even if it's something they want to do
2: right and i th- and and we have to hope that you know that does uh d- dawn on them that uh, that there is uh, a feeling and you know I think they have some confidence that they can come up with a replacement. I'm not sure that I do I think that there are uh fairly large divisions within the Republican coalition about what to do on health care. I think there's a number of them that don't necessarily even believe in uh the government's role in health care and others who want to do it, but maybe in a more market-based way, and then there's others who have, you know, a, a, you know, very different views within that coalition. They were united in their opposition against Obamacare, um, maybe not even on the details of it, since some of those elements of Obamacare were actually from, uh, you know, Republican plans of, of, of the past, but more about just wh- whose, whose legislation it was. But regardless, they were unified in their opposition. They are very different about what they're for. And so the idea of what they would come up with and um, how would they finance it, how would they, you know, etc. cetera, is... Uh, is a real question. I mean, you're starting to see some replacement plans be introduced by one senator here, two senators there, but, you know, the plan that Rand Paul is is, is producing is very, very different than the one that Susan Collins from Maine and, and Cassidy from Louisiana have produced. Uh, and, you know, the difference, they both would mean significant cuts to California, although, you know, the differences are dramatic <laughs> um, in in many ways and also uh it, it, so I, I just want want to be clear here that part of the reason why we're being very clear about wanting to see a replacement is we want them to actually engage in the tough back and forth of what are the trade-offs what are the uh, uh you know what are the impacts so that it, because if we just you know drive the bus off the cliff i'm not sure that there's you know and putting it putting anything back again Back together again
1: you mentioned February 20th yes what happens February or what might happen
2: well they I mean their goal is to have a repeal of the Affordable Care Act passed by passed by then I think that there's you, you're starting to hear some of senators saying we need to be more deliberative and okay. and it's not just you know and to be honest they have fairly thin margins and the it, they have the majorities but they're thin that it only takes three senators to pull back and say wait a minute for them to not have uh, them to, to not have the, the the 51 votes necessary to to go forward with it with this, uh, and we've heard at least 12 senators say something of concern. I wish we had more people in the House, including from our 14 from our 14 Republican members of California, to do that. Um, you know, they did pass a budget resolution in the first week of. Uh, uh, the first couple weeks of January where uh, we did have which then authorized uh, the budget reconciliation vote which would be the repeal of the money for the Medicaid expansion the money for the subsidies and exchanges like covered California and uh, 13 of the 14 you know voted for that resolution the exception was McClintock uh, you know for, uh, along with some of his freedom caucus cohort um, who actually, Said we need to have a we can't repeal without get, a replacement.
0: He, I think he and Rand Paul both cited the fact that it will blow up the deficit. Exactly. So here's the irony: is that you know people have campaigned and campaigned against the deficit, and if they repeal it without a replacement, they immediately you know drive the. No, deficit. and there's and there's, a, a, there's a
2: certain actually consistency to that. I mean, it, you know, I, I, I would have a very different vision of a, uh, of a, of a of a system than Tom McClintock, but I I, I think he's correct on that in that regard. Um, and I think it's, you know, just notable that especially for those California um, members who are, uh, who have been in opposition to Obamacare, you know, some of their districts are the ones that are the most, that benefit the most from it, that uh, that depend the most on it. And so it will be interesting how that plays out, not just in the Senate, but in the, the many places in the House.
1: Maybe House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy's district, too, I would. I think know. I saw that. I forget where, but someone did an extensive story about that,
2: actually. Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, we, we've we had, uh, you know, if you look at uh, the penetration of Medi-Cal, Medi-Cal is a third of of California, but in the Central Valley, it is close to half. Uh, Kern County, 45 percent. Fresno County, 50 percent. Tulare County, 55 percent. The Has the highest penetration of Medi-Cal. Uh, people covered by Medi-Cal in the the state to to Tulare County, 55%. Who are the three representatives? All Republicans, GOP leader Kevin McCarthy, uh, David Valadeo, and Devin Nunez.
1: Okay, on that happy note, I think we'll wind it up. Anthony Wright, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. You. very much. All right. Tim, thank you very much. All right. Um, And we'll see you next time around at Capital Weekly's regular podcast.
2: All right, thank you.